So in the previous episode, um, with the first Amud of Tafir Samiches, uh, we spoke about questions about why, what does the word Kesa mean, Kesalim Chagenu, uh, a specific time, or, and it refers to the Yom Tev of Rosh Hashanah, and also that Kesa also means from Kiswe, a covering. It's the month, it's the holiday, you blow the shape for the holiday that the moon is covered over in. And we asked, what, what is the connection between those two explanations and why, what's the spiritual idea behind the, um, the covering of the moon and Rosh Hashanah is that time if there's this covering. And then we said that there's this idea of, you should say, on Rosh Hashanah, verses of kingship to make Hashem king over us. But we asked, it's seemingly Hashem's kingship is a constant thing. You don't have to renew it every Rosh Hashanah, seemingly. Explain why? Because kingship must be because the whole creation of worlds can only happen through Hashem's kingship through the midas malchus, the sphere of malchus, which allows for the feeling of separateness. And then, so that's that's strengthening, explaining more the question: Why do we have to renew this kingship every Rosh Hashanah by saying the verses of of malchus, kingship? And then we asked about the idea of zichreinis or verses of our remembrance you know that our remembrance should go before Hashem in a good way um, how could it be that Hashem so to say forget something therefore you have to remind him doesn't make sense we know that there's no forgetfulness by Hashem and he said maybe saying that it should be a good remembrance and that's the point but no you can't say that because the, from, the, from the language of the sages it seems to be that the main idea is the, the remembrance not just the that it should be a good remembrance now we'll get ready and we'll start from the top of the top of Ahmed Bey's three lines down the end of the line Hine Hine Be'emes Yidua She'in Bey's in Yonim Deshneim Anu Mavakshim Rosh Hashanah so in truth it's known that these are two different things that we're, both of them were asking about were requesting on Rosh Hashanah Hainu She'nizka Lofon Yizboruch that we should be in Bechla we should be remembered before Hashem B'Shash Zikarin Yir Lateva and that the remembrance should be in a good way K'mo Yishu'eim Yibinusach the Yalaviyovoi, like we say in the blessing of of Yalaviyovoi, we say on the Rishchidish and the Shmedaster is the Zocher Zichrinenu Ufiktainenu Zichrin of Yisenu Chulu Fanachal Feita the Toiva Chulu. We say that our that our remembrance should, should be remembered by you, and it should come before you, and that our Veshiyah Zikarin the Toiva Lachain Al Chasa that this remembrance itself should be in a good way for kindness and for mercy. So. Uh, as explained in another place. So we see that there's two different things here, that there should be remembrance and that it should be in a good way. So to hear, when the, say, the sages say that we say these verses of our remembrance of the Jewish people, that it should be, in general, that Hashem should remember us, and also that the remembrance should be in a good way. And the idea that the, our remembrance should be in a good way is in, expressed in two different ways. So Aleph, Shiyat of the fun of Tev Maisenu, that it should be good before Hashem, the goodness of our deeds. The Habeis, the Liyish of Bchinas Reimim Masahatzmas, Yochol Yochol Liyish Shalaya Havdolaklal Kachashechukayira. Being that before the great exaltedness of Hashem, how He is in His essence, how He's totally removed from all relation to the worlds, it could be in such a way, like it says in Tehillim, Kachashechukayira, the darkness and light are all equal. Good and bad is all equal because it's above all definitions, 
And at that level, in Hashem's essence, there is no definition, there is no good or bad yet. We're requesting that it should should ascend to him, our remembrance should ascend to him in a good way. That he should choose for us, he should choose us as his inheritance. Rabbeinu asked that about the Jewish people that we should be separated. I and your nation should be separate and totally removed from all the other nations and be your chosen people. And this is what we're asking on Rosh Hashanah through these verses of our remembrance of Zuchrenis, that even within the utmost um, exaltedness of Hashem, how He is in His essence, above transcending all the worlds, even in that level where there could be a chance, there, where usually He's above all definitions of good or bad, even there Hashem should choose us specifically for the good. As explained in the Sefer from the, the Mittler Rebbe, about this idea of the Sukkot Zichrenis. So, there's two things in the Zichrenis. One is that it should be um, that the goodness of our deeds should, meaning Hashem should see that the Hashem should, the, the, everything we do good, everything we do should be seen in a good way for Hashem. And that that, that our deeds that we do should matter to Hashem how He is in His essence, even though in that level there is no, so to say, there is no differences between good and bad, light and darkness. Uh, moving on. So now that we've said there's two different types of zikhreinus, two different purposes in the zikhreinus. That the goodness of our deeds should be should be good before Hashem, and also that there that by Hashem in His essence, He should He should choose us in His essence. So, but this whole idea of remembrance doesn't make sense. Hashem doesn't have any forgetfulness. Why do we say first uh, kingship, and then verses of kingship, and then verses of remembrance? After we already say that Hashem, the verses of kingship that making Hashem king over us, he's already our king. He's not going to forget. The king never forgets about his nation. And the one afterwards, we all of a sudden talk about Hashem, remember us. He's already our king. Should have first said the verses of remembrance, remember us, and then be our king. Because once he's already our king, obviously he remembers us. The king never forgets his nation. For now, the saying of the sages continues over there that all this, the being a king and remembering us in a good way, is accomplished through the shayfer. What is the connection the shayfer has to these two ideas of Malchis and Zichrinus? Makes sense that through verses that, that of Hashem's kingship we draw down Hashem to be king. That we're bringing a, a proof from the Torah that there has to be Hashem has to be king, and therefore that draws down His kingship on the world. And also the verses of our remembrance. You're bringing verses. You're bringing proofs from the Torah that Hashem should, that we should be remembered before Hashem in a good way, and that makes it happen. It says Hashem remembers us in a good way. So, but what, what's the connection of Shefer to all these previous two things? Like it says, "Bemeb Shefer." It's all accomplished through Shefer. But also, we, we have to understand why do we say all? Why do we say then? According to this, 
that everything is accomplished through the shafer, why do we say at the end the verses about the shafer? Seemingly, we should have started with the shafer since everything is drawn down through this. So first, you start off with the shafer, which causes, which is like the the cause that allows everything else to happen. You you start off with that, and then you go and continue with with uh, with the uh, and malchis. And which are all accomplished to the Shafer. But seemingly, if you want to accomplish everything through it, you should start it first and not afterwards when you already talked about these two different things. Now we're going to move on to a different thing. In order to understand all this, we have to first preface something else. It's known that Rosh Hashanah and the Ten Days of Repentance are the idea of turning back face to face with Hashem. Like it says in the Sifre Kabbalah, in the books of Kabbalah, the whole during the whole year, it's in a way our service of Hashem is in a way we sort of say the verse says we go after we're going after Hashem, behind Him so to say, which means that we serve Hashem in a more of a a external way, just from our backside so to say. What does that mean in service of Hashem? It means that during the whole year we serve Hashem. In a in a way which is according to according to and based on reason understanding all days through our contemplation our, our comprehension of God that the whole idea of comprehension of godliness is only relevant to a, a godly energy which is, which encloses itself in the world to create them to enliven them meaning to the limited level the to the contracted level of godliness, which is limited, and therefore we are able to have a comprehension in that, since our minds are also limited. This is, means that a person is contemplating on the greatness of Hashem, and how Hashem, how Hashem's energy and, and divine light extends upon all of creation. This is not the essence of Hashem, this is only the extension, the ray of godliness. And how that godly energy extends upon all creations, and how He creates them, he creates all the heavenly hosts and the, the angels and all the planets and also the earth and everything in the earth. That there's a, so many creations without any without any end, without any measurement. Like it says until Like it says how great, how manifold, how many are your works, Hashem, your creations, and how great are your creations. And another, so these are all things we say, we we contemplate about the greatness of Hashem, how He extends over all the worlds. We, we also speak about them in davening. We say that in Berches Krishma, and in your goodness, Hashem, you renew every day the work of creation. How it is meaning all about Hashem's greatness, how it relates to creation. We say, we say, and you enliven all of them, you enliven all the creations and all the worlds. All this is relevant to comprehend you, you're able to comprehend it. Um, because it's all relating to the godly energy which is contracted and limited to fit to the limited creations. Like it says, lift up your eyes 
and see who created who created these. The Pirush Uru, what does it mean and you should see who created these? Meaning it's not talking about the physical eye, but you should see you we should see with your intellectual eyes, with your comprehension, who created all of these. Meaning recognizing the greatness of Hashem and how it creates all the worlds and how the energy of Hashem extends within all of creation to create uh, unlimited amount of creations. The Ain and you think to yourself, nothing can make itself. There must be then a godly energy, a godly power which enlivens them and creates them every moment. And like it says in in the famous verse that from my flesh I perceive Hashem, that you can see from your own flesh that how does this physical body that I have, which is just made up of physicality, nothing, no energy in it, no spirituality in it, and it's seemingly it's just the same, like the Samach Tzedek says, just the same as this piece of chicken on the plate which a person's about to eat which has no life in it anymore what's the difference how is my physical body able to be alive so it must be that there's a god there's a godly energy which is the soul which is in my body giving it life every moment and so so too you can see from your flesh you can perceive hashem so too all the worlds they're just made up of physical physical elements so how are all these physical elements um how are all these physical elements being created and being enlivened, there must be a godly energy within them that enlivens them every moment, because nothing can make itself. So that's all the comprehension. Now, what is produced through this comprehension and this godly energy that enlivens the worlds is that you get a you're aroused in a great a great desire and a great yearning and a, a tremendous thirst to cleave to this godly energy which is, which is within all the worlds. Because you realize that the true life force of all the worlds is not the physical aspect of them, which have no which have no life of themselves, and they're just without without the godly energy within them, the physicality just disintegrates and is nothing. As it's seen after something after a person after something loses that godly energy, slowly it disintegrates. So when a person contemplates and how everything is made from this godly energy, he will be drawn to connect to that godly power within everything. Um, and this is the love which is brought about through the fact that he doesn't person does not want anything from the physicality of the world rather his whole desire and will is to connect his soul to the godly power the godly energy which enlivens all the worlds so this is the the love that's produced from contemplating how this godly energy which enclosed within the world, the contracted level of energy. This is what it means when it says in the verse, you, sh- you will go you go after Hashem like a roaring lion. And what is this roaring lion over here? Like it's known in the in the chariot of the that Yechezkel saw in his vision, in his prophetic vision, it, there was a uh, different faces and one of them was the face of the lion. And we know that those are really referring to the angels, the divine, the holy angels. And it says that the face of the lion, this angel is from the, the right side, referring to This is referring to the, all of the encampment, all of the angels of Michol, the, the angels which relate to the attribute of, of chesed, of love and kindness. All these angels, they all relate and to Hashem through their love. Because they come, they relate to the the right side, which the right side is always referring to the chesed and love. So, 
what it says, Hashem you should go after Hashem like this roaring lion, like the lion and the holy chariot, meaning like the holy angels of Michal, which relate to the the Chesed, the right side, like they all have this intense love and roar to go after Hashem. The like the right side is all relating to the Chesed. Who gave love us and true custom that he bottled the save? And this is still talking about the angels, their great love and their desire to become totally nullified out of existence and to become subsumed within the infinite light of Hashem. Baruch Hu which enlivens them every moment. Because of their comprehension, that they understand how they're created from nothing to something, and they're enlivened, and they're enlivened every moment from this godly energy which enlivens them. As explained over there in Tavir so a person should go after Hashem like this roaring lion, referring to the angels on the right side, which relate to their the angels which connect to which relate to the attribute of Chesed of Hashem and their great love. How do they have this great love to the extent where they're roaring, so to say, they're screaming to come closer to Hashem? Just like a person that's far away from something and he screams for it because he can't reach it. These angels come; they their roar, their intense desire to come close to Hashem is because they understand. It's all based on their comprehension. They understand the energy that they that they, it enlivens them every moment, and that they have no existence without that energy. And therefore, they're drawn to connect to that energy, which is their true existence. And now it's going to say that this is the that person also, that you go after Hashem like this roaring lion, like these angels. And it's also saying the words Hashem, that meaning relating to the Achirayim, the Chitzenius. This level of love, which is generated through comprehension on the more external aspects of godliness, the contracted light, which relates to the world, the greatness of Hashem, how it is recognized from the creation. Now we're on the top of Amid Gimel, three lines from the top. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb, and anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Mimer that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.